You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everyone. In case you don't know where you are, you have tuned in to Authors Up right here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. And this is your forum for authors, by authors, and we are very, very glad that you chose to join us on this Sunday evening. We are always here at 7 p.m., and we always have something that is great for you to enjoy, for you to glean from, for you to, you know, ask questions about if you want to. And we're just happy that you have chosen to be with us tonight. And I have given my wonderful, wonderful warm thank you for being here. Welcome. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to see if our uh, co-host, Victoria Henderson-Poole, wants to welcome you this evening. How about it, Victoria? Of course I do. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so very much for being here. Uh, we always like to um, tell you that we couldn't do this without without you, and it is the absolute truth. So we, we just enjoy hearing from you listeners how much you enjoy the show, and we just enjoy you being here. So welcome once again. And before we go on, um, Victoria, did you have anything that you wanted to share from last week to this week? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. I'm still on my um, health maintenance journey. I'm going to still bring that up because I'm really trying to encourage others to join the path with me. Um, uh, I think I've lost a cu- another couple of pounds, so I'm out of the 250s and I'm into the 240s, and I'm just so excited about that. So, um, just, just, I just want everybody to practice this self care. So, how have you been doing with that, Elder? How are well, you tonight I, with my, that? My number, my number of steps is increasing. Increasing. All I right. Just- yes. 
you know, Good. once uh, once I was able to discover what, you know, how many miles those steps were adding up to, I mm-hmm. really become more more intentional of of taking the long way round, as they say, as opposed to taking the short path and uh, yes. making sure that I, I get that movement in, get that movement in. Uh, I'm I'm going to try some intermittent fasting coming up this mm-hmm. this week uh, so that I can get on my my eating journey and do a little bit better with that. And I have been uh, writing this past week. Oh, good. I've really been good. writing and, and trying to get some things accomplished in that arena. So it was a really, really productive week for me, and, and I was glad about it. And I continue to talk about your weight loss uh, journey, uh, Victoria, and your self-care journey because it is really helpful to me. You know, okay. it, it keeps okay. that in the in the forefront of my mind in terms mm-hmm. of things that I need to be doing and how I can get some of those things done. So I thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate it. I am not doing so good with my water, and I'm trying to increase that. I even bought a, a nice little um, insulated uh, container and still didn't put the, put the water in it or put it in the refrigerator, so it's just sitting here on the floor. So that's not helping, but... You know, I'm identifying what I need to do, and I'm going to keep pushing forward. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, now, for those who who have been with us before, you know that there is a missing component. There's usually mm-hmm. a trio, and we just have a duo tonight. So you think. <laughs> but Ruth is here with us, but Ruth is here in a different capacity because at this point she would usually join us and, and we'd, we'd share what our week is in review is with her as well. Mm-hmm. But tonight's a little bit different. Tonight we will be having a conversation between friends. <laughs> Ruth, as you know, is an author and co-host here at Authors Up. But tonight she is going to be joined by uh, with her husband, Maurice Griffin. They are our guest. This is his first book. They have collaborated together. The book is entitled When Love is Angry. It is a great book, and they are here to share with us tonight. Welcome to our guests, Ruth and Maurice Griffin. You know what to do. Send up some hearts. Yes. We're going to give them a little bit of applause and a little Woo-hoo! Right here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a little weird being on this side of the hearts, but thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. There's my other bronze girl. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Well, we don't we don't have uh, we usually read bios and do those kinds of things at this point in the program when we introduce our guests, but but we want our guests to speak tonight. So we're going to start with you, Maurice. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and what you do, and tell us a little bit about you. Oh, where do we start? Um, I am a Sagittarius. No, I am not. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> y'all know the song. Don't don't act like you don't. <laughs> but um, I am uh, originally from the Midwest, from Michigan. I call it one of the original snow states. Um, I don't like snow, so I had to come down. I just jumped off the boat and came down to 
to the hot part of the country in the southeast. I moved <laughs> down here in uh, 99? Yeah, 99. So I've been, I'm, I think I'm officially here longer than any place else. So I am a North Carolinian. Um, what brought me down was my job or career path, which I work in media. I currently work at a local cable station here. And it's weird to say this because I remember when I first started, I've been doing this for, uh, let's see, probably almost 25 years, maybe even longer. So I've been doing that for a while, and it's just, it's really weird that now I don't see myself as this, but I'm kind of the older guy in it, so that's what I do uh, as a career or, or job, but uh, in the meantime, what my real kind of hobby or, um, I say hobby slash passion is cooking. I like to cook, just nothing elaborate, but I like to go in the kitchen and just kind of create stuff. And from that, I birthed, which I thought was kind of the go-to thing, I birthed a, a tomato-based kind of Kansas City-style barbecue sauce, which I have in stores and sell, and we're, we're, we're local right now. I just I emphasize right now because we're on the web and we're <laughs> looking to blow up, so to speak. So that was that, and I thought that was it, but how many of you know, and you guys probably have talked to people like life is a journey. So, and it feels, mm-hmm. it still feels weird to say that I wrote a book. I'm a published author. And Ruth will tell you, like, a few nights ago, I just looked at her real strange out of the blue. And I said, I'm a published author. And she was like, Yes, you are. And I was like, Huh, okay. So that's kind of my spiel in a, in a nutshell. So, and I'm married to my lovely wife, Ruth, who will, I'll, I'll, Pass the baton to her and let her tell you about, I guess, something that you probably don't know. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go, dear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. And so. Ruth, Ruth, I know most of our listening audience knows you already, but 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 just share something about where you're from and, and, and what you've been doing and tell us just a little bit more about your journey. And and before we totally switch uh, and let you talk, I, I want everybody to know, you know, at the end of the program, because I don't want to forget this, at the end of the program when Victoria usually says, get the book, get the book, get the book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be yeah. the one behind her saying, get the barbecue sauce, get the barbecue sauce. Get the barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the sauce, the secret's in the sauce. You know, Ruth, you'll forgive me because I I just had to get that in. But now tell us all about you, Ruth. (laughs) No, you know what? And and I'll I'll agree with you because, you know, my husband says he likes to cook. Well, I like to eat, so we are perfectly paired. Um, (laughs) That barbecue barbecue sauce, you know what? You, You don't even need meat to eat it. You can throw it on cornbread on beans on vegetables whatever you're eating it works so that's yep. my steal mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'm originally from new jersey very proud of that although i probably would never move back there again um <laughs> great place to visit at this point but i don't know that i would recommend living there um Let's see, We've, I somehow ended up in Ohio, which is where I met Maurice, and 
we moved down to North Carolina, was it 22 years ago? So uh, I guess technically we're now North Carolinians, like you said. Um, let's see. I actually, I don't know if I ever shared this with you guys, but I actually wrote my first book when I was 15 years old. So mm. um, I've been writing for a long time. Unfortunately, I was a teenager, and I just threw the book away. Um, I still <laughs> remember parts of it. I, I don't think I would ever share it with anybody, but... Um, so I, I've been doing this for a while, um, although it's uh, more, you know, more of a uh, uh, less of a hobby and more of a hey, I want to do this full time. So um, I, I just truly believe that everything we do works together for our good. So regardless of where we are employed, where I am employed, what I'm doing, I, I just believe that that contributes to the greater vision. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I enjoy my job. I enjoy publishing. I enjoy writing. And I think that it just all works together for whatever God's got in store for us. So mm-hmm. that's my spiel. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Ruth, you kind of glossed over that. Y'all both glossed over that. Y'all, y'all, y'all met in Ohio. Tell our listeners how you actually met and where. Oh, okay. Well, we met at Marietta College. Um, mm-hmm. I was a freshman. He was um senior last Ooh. year. We worked at – what are you ooing about? <laughs> um, That's a whole other story. Mm, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, there's a long story in there. We're trying to get the book to get it. But, um, no, we, we're, we, were, we, worked, we both worked in the um, – the uh, college life office. We were doing work study, and we just kind of, yeah, campus life, yeah. And we met, we started hanging out, um, and it just kind of went from there. So, yeah. Then he went back home, and I, we ended up in Dayton, Ohio, and we've been together since. All right, all right. So how long long you say you've been married? 22 years? Uh, yeah, 20, 23, no, 23, Thank I don't you. know, 23, <laughs> okay, okay 23. somebody tell us how long y'all been married, okay, come on, Just like, uh, 20, we're, 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 22, yeah, yeah. 22, uh, June 13th, like, uh, six okay. weeks, yeah, so see, you All remember right. the anniversary, um, yeah, no, we don't do math on this show. We, we need to get it right. We just do writing, not math. And for the record, the guy actually remember because the guys usually don't remember. I hear you. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate it. Now, now yeah, we know the title. The guy is, is in a doghouse. You know what day it is? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to throw this this one out there. You know, um, we know that. Well, we said the title of the book was um, "When Love Is Angry," but the subtitle is "It's a Memoir Memoir from the Other Side of Mental Illness." And I really think this is really appropriate because you know we're, we're getting ready to you know go into May, and May is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so tell, can you guys tell us a little bit? about how the book was birthed, um, and, well, I guess my great question was, tell us how the book came to be and how, did, how, how long before you were married before you began 
understanding that there was something wrong. Uh, is that me here? Yeah, that is you. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy as it sounds, the, honestly, I was thinking about this today coming back home. The book actually was kind of my thing, and, and I don't say it braggadociously, I kind of say it nervously, but mm-hmm. honestly, the book was burst out of anger. And mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about it today, it, it kind of dawned on me, sometimes when people say anger, they kind of run away from it, or they kind of run, you know, avoid people who are angry, or, or don't mm-hmm. want to say they're angry or whatever, but really... Anger is kind of the emotions check engine light for all of us. It, it kind of says, hey, something's out of whack. Something's wrong here, and you need to check something. And how the book was really birthed, and I try to say this as quick as possible, was um, when Ruth and I first got married, God gave me a very specific command concerning my wife. I was, I was actually... Uh, getting dressed for work one day and nothing was wrong and God showed up <laughs> and he basically said these words to me. He was like, he told me my, he had a special covenant with my wife and I better honor it. And that was it. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so at that point I knew uh, if anything, the, the best way to say it is Ruth was rolling with muscle when it came to our relationship. I wasn't just dealing with Ruth, my wife. I was dealing with Ruth, my wife, who God gave me and was sitting there making sure that things were right by me. So that's the way I approached it. So if I ever got upset or angry, my first reaction was like, okay, wait a minute. I can't say anything. So the first thing I would do, and I know Ruth would say it probably drive her crazy, is I would just shut down. I would be like, okay, I can't say anything because I don't see you. I see God. So I'm not going to just spout off at the mouth. And mm-hmm. and so kind of fast forward, there was a, a, a whenever I, and at the one key point is whenever I got upset with Ruth, I never said anything. And sometimes in, in that, in that, in those moments of ups, if I got upset with it, I would go to God and say, God, this does, this is not right. This is not, and, and there would be times where I'd say, I'm angry, help. And it was interesting because God was, he would say things other than what I was dealing with, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> fast forward to, I think it was 2018, I was actually going out of town um, for work, and I had to leave real early because I had to be, like, on the coast at, like, 8 a.m. So I was, you know, in the car driving during this dark. And I had a family member um, call, used to call me in the morning, and it come down, I found out later that we, this family member had some issues that, were, that we were dealing with. We didn't know, but this was the early onset of it. So this family member called me while I was driving in the car, and, you know, at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, you're like, okay, if you're calling me, something's wrong. So I'm like, hello? And his family member proceeds to complain about nothing. And so this was not the first time this happened, so it was like a repeat pattern. So at this point, I was frustrated with this person, and I was like, listen, I can't 
you're, I can't deal with that right now. I'm not going to deal with that right now. I don't know what's going on with you, but I got a busy week. I don't have time for this, so good luck. And I remember hanging up the phone, and I, and I said, and I told God, I was like, I'm not dealing with that. I am not dealing with that. I'm not going down this road. I know I'm upset with this person. I should not be upset with this person. I'm not dealing with it. It's out of my, out of my thing. And I, said, I even said it to the point of, like, if this person call me back, they're going to voicemail. I know that's wrong, God, but I can't deal with that. So, so I went through my day. Everything was fine. So about the next morning, I had to leave even earlier from that place to get to another place. I had another about three-and-a-half hour, four-hour drive. And, you know, uh, it's like in the middle of the night. And so I'm driving down the highway in the middle of the night. And it's something about when you get out in the middle of the night and you're driving or you're someplace by yourself, it's really mm-hmm. peaceful. And you're just, and so my, I, was, I was peaceful. I was just kind of lost in my thoughts. And I was just thinking about different stuff and let my mind kind of wander. And I remember going back to the day before and I started thinking about that. And I was like, why is this person doing this. I don't get it. And I felt myself getting upset. And I just remember going back to what I had with Ruth. And I was like, God, I should not be feeling this way. I am angry at this person. I should not be. So I need help. (laughs) And this is what God said. Mm. He said, he said, look around. And he said, if you were to turn your lights off while you're driving the highway, what would you see? And I was like, I would literally be like, it would be like a dream because I couldn't see nothing because it's pitch black. I'm in the middle of the country. He said, Mm -hmm. exactly. And he said, that's what people with depression deal with every day. He said, the only difference was in a couple hours, the sun's going to come up. With people with depression, the sun never comes up. They see everything around them. They see all this, everything around them, everything's going on. And depression is something that, you, it, it doesn't have a, a speech impairment. It doesn't have a physical impairment. So nobody knows. But that person is dealing with this. And it's not a sharp pain, like something you deal with, with like a cut or maybe you ladies know the sharpness of a childbirth or a contraction. He said it's a dull, grinding pain. It's like a headache. Sometimes it gets up to a migraine. Sometimes it comes back down. But it never leaves. He said that's what depression is. And I was like, okay. Wow. He said, that's what your wife's been dealing with. And I'm like, huh? He said, she's been dealing with even though you're married to her, you, she's been dealing with it by herself. And at that point, I was like, I was like, whoa. I, I, I was really doing what I did now. I just paused. I was like, okay. And he wow. said, she's been dealing with it for a, a reason. And he just began to talk to me about Ruth. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I know this is going to sound weird, but everybody has their quirks. And sometimes my quirk is I spend a lot of time traveling in my car sometimes. So I actually have conversations like this where I'm just kind of talking stuff out. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's mostly to God, but most of the time I'm just talking stuff out verbally like this. Uh, mm-hmm. I could do it now because now everybody has Bluetooth. So if somebody passes, you're talking, they may think you're on the phone. It's, sometimes it's just me <laughs> talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as I, as I begin to talk it out, God began to show me, he was, he was basically saying, Ruth has been called for this. She went through it for wow. a reason. And he began to show me glimpses of stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. like floored. I was just like, okay. So I began to talk this out. And like I said, I had a three-hour drive. 
And by, and by the time I finished talking, I was at my destination. So I literally talked this thing out for three hours. And during that time, he would just show me stuff. And I just told God, I was like, I don't have to have, I, I'm in, I'm on board. Whatever it takes, I just want to be a part of this. I done messed this thing up, so I want to be a part of this. So what, what do you want me to do? What do you, I don't care. I do not care. I'm not messing this up no more because you just explained to me what my wife has walked through for years by herself, mm-hmm. and I'm here in the house with her. And mm-hmm. so he, he just began to show me that. And so the more I talked it out, and it's funny because sometimes God will show you stuff and you'll be like, no, that's crazy. And, I'm, and I thought it was me, but it's funny because when he showed me stuff that day that I thought was me, and, and, and one of the things has already happened, and I was just like, okay, that was God. That wasn't me thinking I was crazy. Um, mm. But the more I talked it out, I was like, this is, this is more than just talking. And then one day I was talking it out kind of because I kept going over and over again. And one day I just heard in the back of my mind, why don't you just write it down? And I was like, huh, maybe I should write it down. And so I was like, if nothing else, I could write it down to leave a blueprint for my, for my kids. And I was just, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes when you start writing stuff down, you don't get the full plan until you start moving. So as I started writing it down and moving, I kind of said, okay, but maybe this is a book. So I said, I'll just try it. No big deal. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I started writing it, and as I began to write it, it was like, I was like, okay, I thought it would be more words than this. And then in the back of my mind, I said, Maybe you're supposed to co-author. Maybe Ruth is supposed to help you give her side of the story, too. So I was like, wow. okay. So I said, well, let me finish my part. So I, I was like, I, I started, I think I want to say the end of 2018, I kind of started. Ruth, you can correct the dates if you're wrong. Um, 2018, I started, and then Christmas came and stuff like that. So I sat it down for a little while, but it was always there. I said, I got to do that. I got to do this. I can't, you know, let God, what, what I've heard, fall on void. So I said, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And so beginning of the next year, I said, I'm going to finish this. So when I got towards the end of it, I was actually, we were sitting on the couch one night, and I was like, hey, Rue, what if I told you I think you're supposed to write a book? And she was like, <laughs> about? I said, about us, just our life and stuff. And she was like, oh, okay. So I, had, I was told, I was kind of finished. I didn't tell her that part, but I was kind of finished, and I kind of just proofread it for myself. And I gave it to her, and then she finally picked it up, and and so it's in the book. But she kind of tells what what happened when she kind of first read it. So I'll stop there and let Ruth kind of pick it up from there. Thanks, go honey. ahead, Ruth. Go ahead. We're listening. <laughs> yeah, we're in listen mode tonight. We don't have a thing to ask right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Um, okay, so yeah, um, I was in shock to be honest because you know you, you go through something and you just don't see the end of it, and mm-hmm. it was just that was not what I was expecting. You know, I, I'm you know the same way that my my husband cooks and I don't I write and usually he doesn't. So right, it was be, beyond expectation. And when I read it, it was. Um, it was 
uh, I think validation is the best way I can put it. And, again, it's in the book because, you know, I, I was diagnosed with bipolar depression um 2005, I believe, and it got progressively worse before it got better. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very, it was very difficult to go through because you know we 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 were angry. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just Maurice. It was we were angry because there was a lot we did not understand and a lot we did not talk about. Um, but you know we were able to give it to God and He began healing us. But the book itself was not something I expected, and certainly me not writing it because. I understood as I read it that I would have to relive everything as I wrote it down, and I was not ready to do that. So I I, I dragged my feet for about six months, Um, and it was uh, was last year during the pandemic, and um, that's when Victoria, your wonderful (laughs) self, said, hey, let's all do the uh, National Novel Writing Contest in, in November. And it was like I did, didn't I? Was, yeah, you did. Was that you? Did. you? I thought it was. Yeah, her that was her. That. That's you that did that. Yeah, that Sanity, was her. Well, you put that out there. Yeah, I you did. did. Uh, okay, but keep going, Ruth. Keep keep going. But I mean, it was it was six months, and I kept telling God, you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I, I, I promise, I'm gonna get to it. And He finally said. You know, do it then. Just dedicate a little each night. And he said, you will find your healing in writing it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I took him at his word. And it was it was difficult because I was crying most nights um, mm-hmm. as I wrote. But it, it got done. And it kind of amazed me because by the time I got to the end of it, um, I, I felt differently. You know, it was... It was a story that I could share. You know, sometimes we think about stuff we go through and you don't necessarily want to tell anybody about it because you know it still hurts. But at this point, the book was something that I understood could help other people, you know, people who have been diagnosed, people who need to be diagnosed, Um, you know, people who just are hurting. And, and that's the thing, you know, that was the thing that got me for so many years because, you know, I was raised by a Pentecostal grandmother, you know. Mm-hmm. I was taught you, you people in the church, you know, we're Christian, we believe God, you know. You Christians, you, you should be praying. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with you, just go wow. pray, the demons. So, it's yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. In you, you're like, okay, well, obviously I can't tell anybody I'm sick. I can't take my pills, can't do this stuff. And it's just, you know, but there are people out there who need to hear, okay, you know what, it's okay. You know, there may not be any outward symptoms in the same way that someone with, you know, cancer or uh, diabetes, you know, you see what's wrong with them, but, you know, there is, this is still a legitimate disease. And it needs the same attention. And mm-hmm. you know what? The, the, thing, the thing that I've learned in the last, um, okay, here comes the math again, um, over 15 <laughs> years, um, is that God is a healer. And, and I never heard or 
saw anyone who had been, quote, unquote, healed of mental health issues. But as I returned more and more to God, as I turned more to him, I, I was able to see that that was possible. And I want other people to see that that is possible. So that, that's... And the bad, that, that, go ahead. No, that's But I was going to say, as another, another thing, Ruth said she was scared. She was, I was first because I was like, I'm about to go into, and I knew it. I was like, I'm about to jump into some places that she never knew. And mm. when I gave her the book, I remember the day I gave her the book and, and sent it to her. She went to her office. She's actually sitting where she, she was. She's probably sitting now. And <laughs> it felt like this because I looked at it hindsight. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something's going to happen. I was like, I was just prepared. I would, I was, if she would, if she would have came out and said, looked at me and said, make me this promise. And I would have said, what? And she would have said, make me this promise that you pack your bags, you walk out that door and don't ever come back. I was like, wow. I don't know what's wow. going to happen. And I was like, and it was like, it was legit. It was a legit thought. I was like, and she, it could go either way. I, I, any, any pendulum could swing both ways. Or she could say, you know what? Delete every word and don't say another word about it. I was like, I, I just didn't know. So it was like she talked about fear going back. It was like it was, it was actually legitimate concern. I wouldn't say fear, concern, giving it to her, saying this is where I'm at. So, mm. and, yeah. I, and luckily it, did, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. No, <laughs> no and, and the, thing that, the thing you have to understand is, is this is not something that we, you know, we both came from families where you didn't talk. You know, and there was no communication in marriages. You know, Mm -hmm. both our parents were divorced and divorced for reasons. So it was just, you know, we we had committed, you know, that that was never an option. But, you know, know, and again, you you read it in the book, but there was a good six, almost a year where we really didn't talk. There there was no conversation. There was just, you know, one word sentences. And that, that was painful. But it never mm-hmm. occurred to me because, I mean, that it was a really um, difficult time because I did not know what to do, you know. And it was mm-hmm. just, and God just kept saying, okay, well, don't say anything. And I was like, well, I haven't said anything. <laughs> you know, and you argue with God and you're just like, well, I haven't been saying anything. But then you look back and you realize, you know what, a lot of what you said has been in anger. A lot of what right. you said has been in judgment it has been negative and mm-hmm. it's you realize when god tells you to be quiet there's a reason you know that he's wow. doing something and you just need to listen so it, it i mean honestly it, it never occurred to me when he gave me that book to say anything other than wow because i knew that more than it was maurice saying okay here this is what i did it was god saying you know what this is why I told you to be quiet. This is why I said, you know, I told you to do all those things. This is what was going on, and here's your answer. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I want to make I, I, a, a, a comment right in here, uh, too, because um, I've I, I read the book. Um, it's, 
it's it tugs at you. You don't <laughs> have to have uh, mental illness. You don't have to be married. You don't have to have that kind of relationship. But it it tugs at you because uh, everybody understands pain, and yeah. everybody understands hurt, and on on what level ever level you happen to be on. But I always, you know, we always say that everybody has a story. It just depends on whether or not you want to tell it. But when you're telling this kind of story, and a lot of the, uh, I think about this with other authors that we've had on the program, it's never just your story. You know, if if you had not chosen to uh, be a co-author in this, um, it would have still been your story. Um, because of what happened, because of what you all went through in your marriage, because you have children, it's also their story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you get past that and push to complete the project, knowing and realizing that other people are going to to really be affected by by your transparency and by your truth with all of this. Right. Am I first again? <laughs> I guess it's not that's a, a deep that's a deep question. You gotta think about that one. <laughs> For me it was it was really simple. Um I was I was um I was in my feelings because I was I was the Christian that said I I believe God, I believe in prayer, and I was the one that was pushing to that extreme to saying just prayer works, prayer changes everything. That's what the Bible we hear that week in and week out. Prayer changes, prayer changes. But what happened where I messed up is God was giving me practical things to do but I was too proud, whatever, stupid, ignorant, whatever you want to call it, to do it. And so, truthfully, God got tired. And he came to me mm-hmm. one day. I, can, I, was, I, was at, I, I don't know why, but I was at work. I was driving, and I was having my little, little gripe session with God. And I was like, roof is this, roof is that. Why did you do that? Blah, 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 blah. God stopped me. He said, you know your wife's a good woman. And see, on the surface, that's just for you all and everybody here. It's like, oh, okay. But what he showed me, and he showed me this twice, and it's in the book. He was getting ready to shut a door that he wasn't going to open. And when I seen wow. that pain, it was like it was like my depression moment. It it gnawed at me day and night. It would pop up. It just any roof would be. I love you. It would pop up. And I'm like. And I just got tired of it. And I was like, and mm-hmm. finally it just gnawed at me where I said, I, this is it. I, I can't live like this. I can't. So for me, I just begin to say, okay, what, what, what is it? And so I just begin to listen. What's the little things? It wasn't the big things. It was the little things. Little, little things like this. And see, people don't understand it. I was praying for stuff, and, and, and sometimes like in the mornings, I'll, I exercise in the morning, so sometimes I'll get up in the morning 
and, and I'll leave, and Ruth will be dead asleep. And so I'll be walking, sneaking, trying to, trying to be quiet and trying to get out the door. And God would say, kiss your wife before you leave. I don't want to wake her. Yeah, I don't want to wake her. God telling me to kiss my wife while I leave. And, he, and really, he got tired, so I was just like, okay. Tell her that you love her. Stuff like that. It, was, it wasn't big things. It was just little things. You know, she's tired. Do this. It was just the little things. And I was just like, eh, eh, you know, eh. And finally, that day he said it, and it just kept gnawing at me. So I was, and I started thinking back over Because a lot of times when we mess up, we know. We, we, we don't have to be super whatever. We know. And we could go back to where it was. It's like, okay. So I just began to just make up in my mind, because I came from a family, and, and maybe Ruth did, but I did. I came from a family where my dad, growing up, he might have said he loved me twice. I love him, and he does love me. I know that, but he might have verbally said it twice. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I'll show you I love you. Ruth, I gave you a house. I take care of you. I come home at night. I love you. You know, this is this. You see my love in action. But God gave me a a, a woman who wants to hear it, and so. I had to figure that out and had not not figured out. I knew I just had to just get out of my emotions and do it. And it's interesting that once I started, I I just you asked me what changed is that I just had to make up in my mind because I got that tired, that pain gnawing at me. So I was like, what what is it gonna hurt to tell my wife I love her? What is it gonna hurt to kiss her on the forehead when she when I if I walk out of the door at, at five o'clock in the morning? So that I, I'm getting long winded, but that's that's what that was my thing what kind of pushed me back to that. What about well, you, Ruth? Really? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think with, uh, you know, thinking about your question about, you know, it, it isn't just my story. It's not just our story. And, and the thing is, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's, it's like throwing rocks in a pond, you know. You see the ripples in the water. And the fact is, you know, you think back about it, and I was that clingy kid. I needed to hear I love you from my parents mm-hmm. to know that they loved me, you know. And it just, I, I know that, the, you know, whatever happened there, you know, carried into adulthood. And, you know, that's how we raise our kids via what happened to us. So it's a cycle. But, uh, you know, I I think about, you know, the mistakes that were made from my parents. And I love them both. And I know that, you know, whatever mistakes they made, you know, it's done. You know, and it's shaped me who I am today. You know, it's shaped us who we are. And we, we decide who we are in Christ. But, you know, the truth is, you know, part of me not wanting to relive this stuff is the shame that comes with it. So for mm-hmm. me to be able to write it is for me to be able to say, you know what, you know, especially with my kids, especially with my husband, because they're the ones who carried the brunt of the anger that I had over all those mm-hmm. years. So in a way it's 
I understand that it's also their story, but they're able to understand now. They're able to see. They're able to, you know, understand, you know, the mm-hmm. things that happen, mm-hmm. able to understand gotcha. maybe why they act a certain way, you know. I, I've, mm. I've had to go to ther- therapy. I've had to talk to God, you know, to figure some things out. And, you know, in respect to them, in you know, they'll be able to understand that better. You know, and it is, uh, you know, my prayer is if anyone who reads it may be able to find, you know, I, I truly believe that when you pick up a book, you know, whatever book it is, you know, it, it can make a difference for you. And sometimes right. God has you pick up particular books because of that difference it can make. And, you know, like you said, Elder, you know, it, 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 you don't have to be suffering with mental health, health issues. You don't have to be married. You know, it's just, I, I truly believe that you can, you'll find something in there, especially if it's God speaking to you. So, right. you know, that, that, that's, that's just my prayer when I actually sat down to write the book. Um, <laughs> it dragged my feet for a while, but I know, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for my husband writing what he did, and I'm grateful for Victoria saying, "Hey, let's all write together." Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you was know, you was mighty quiet about your subject matter. <laughs> okay. I know, it, right? And I, and I just have to say that um, I, I when I read the book, I, I've read I've read it too, and I just cried. I cried because it, re- it like Elder said, it tugged at your heart, but it's also the story of. Um, you know, reading what you guys went through and and knowing how you, you, you know, God had to stop you in your tracks and, and, and make you shift to another way. And then I knew that once I read it, I knew that this your story was going to bless other people. And it, 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 it blessed me. It blessed me. And it changed my heart on some things. You know, if I'm really pretty transparent, you know, I, I, I could be a little stubborn too. So watching, you know, reading your story and knowing that there are some things in my own life that I needed to change and then dealing with um, uh, mental health in my own family, you know, with someone who's really close to me and, and that struggle, which is pretty new to me, and all of that combined, and, and I love the way how the book is written, you know, Maurice says yes. his part, mm-hmm. then Ruth says her part about the same subject, and I'm t- listeners, you, um, you really, you really got to get this one. You know, it's it's a, it's a special book, and I just commend the two of you for um, just following what God says. So I'm just going to yeah. ask you guys this: How are things now? You go first. <laughs> I that says it all right there. You know what, and that's the amazing part, because I have to think about it, you know, and part of this was, you know, the mental illness. It was for the longest time, you know, we were angry and speaking for myself. It was just like, I don't know how I feel. But honestly, I am so filled with the joy of the Lord. And I know that sounds like a cliche. I'm happy. I really am And I am happy where we're at, and I am just—I I love my life. You know, I, I don't know Amen. how to put it any other way than that. So, your turn, dear. <laughs> we just—it's just, just a—it's a good place to be. It, it really mm-hmm. is. It's just because 
Um, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Because I'm not saying when you go through something and you go through it and you know God is there, it, it just strengthens your faith to say, yeah. you too can do this. Because sometimes God will just take me along and just show me different things about us. And I just kind of look at it and go, huh, this was fine. And I really believe this. And I and some people, different things, it's like, this was meant to be. This was formed from the foundation. God, you put this in motion. You really mm-hmm. did. From, even before we were born, you was like, Ruth and Moe, yep. Watch what I do with them too. It ain't gonna make no sense, but watch what I do with them too. And I'm beginning to understand, understand mm-hmm. it. And I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. And, and you know, trials may come, tribulations, whatever. But it's just like, okay, we went through that. Let's let's keep going and see what happens. Yeah. And and just people people see us, and I I've never really understood it that. People, people always say, say, say this to us, and it, it, they say it even from our leadership at church, which really messes me up. And it's like, man, we love you guys. You guys are just great. And you're like, okay. But I think <laughs> I'm beginning to understand this, and I say it very, uh, uh, cautiously, or that's not mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Um. I say it with reverence, very reverence in saying God, or with great responsibility in saying, God, people do love us. They see something that maybe we don't even see, but we'll just go with it, and we'll make sure that we, we keep pointing people back to you and, and nothing mm-hmm. else. And see, I, I just, I'm the person, and the real reason why I, I wrote the book and I told God this, because sometimes when you, you guys are authors, so you know, sometimes you, you, you write stuff and, and I had that, that crazy idea is like, you know, maybe I'll do a Joel Osteen. You know, I'll write a book and then sell a quarter million copies or whatever. And, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was like, well, let me get stuff out of the way. And I really thought, like, why are you writing this book? And I wrote the book for this simple reason. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. That, that's mm-hmm. really it. Yeah. I don't, you don't want God, sovereign God to show up at, at your because you didn't listen. And say something that will not eat at you because I'm telling mm-hmm. you, if some guy shows up and says something that will, and, and it gnaws and eats at you, only he can take it away. And he mm-hmm. has, and he may not. And you just, and, and you have to, you have to realize that you know I could have created this. So I really wrote it, wrote it from that point, and I said, God, I'm writing this book. If we sell only one copy, only one person gets delivered, it was worth it. I tell you what, it's it's going to be more than one. You can believe it's yes, going to be is. more than one. <laughs> and and I and I'm I am so grateful. I'm I'm grateful that that you wrote it. I got a lot out of it. Um, I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to have you on authors up tonight and and sharing with us. Um, we have we have completely run out of time, but I tell you, every every word was worth it. Um, yeah. I am I am just so 
glad that you followed God. Everybody doesn't, but I am glad that that you followed God, and I know that comments about the book are going to uh, applaud that as well. Um, but we've come to the end of our journey tonight, uh, this, this part of a writing journey for uh, Maurice and, and Ruth Griffin. Um, uh, Victoria, you know what it's time for you to do right now before we close out. Let's hear it. Get the book, get the book, get the book. <laughs> and I, and I, I, hope, I hope some men will get the book, ladies. You know, we have a lot of women listeners. Get the book for the men in your life. And, and like Marie That's said, right. he doesn't want anybody else to go through what he went through. Get the book. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. <laughs> and, and it's uh, you know what to do when we get to this point in the program, everybody. Let's send some hearts up for Maurice yes. and for Ruth Griffin. Uh, thank you again for being with us. And I'm I'm sure uh, Ruth, you, they're going to be able to get the book at Amazon. Absolutely, yes. Anywhere you get your books online. Okay, great, right. great, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for being with us tonight. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Maurice, for being with us tonight. And you know that we are going Appreciate to be it. right back here Sunday <laughs> evening at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Up. Up.